everybody, and welcome back to the Pit Straight podcast. You're joined by me, Jack, Alex, Chester, and Lewis. And today we're going to be talking about our spicy hot takes in F1. So, Alex, would you care to explain what's going to be happening today? Yes, so this is episode one of our spicy hot takes change our mind series. And basically two members of the group are going to be coming in with their rather controversial opinions or thoughts on current F1 rules, what tracks they don't like and think they should be taken off the grid and stuff like that. It, it can get quite heated. It might get quite controversial. So we're going to go straight into it and we're going to see how it goes. So, Jack, I believe you've got the first one for us. Yep. So my hot take is that the new starting tyre regulation uh, set last season, where everybody can choose what tyre they are on, uh, adds less to the race and strategy of F1 due to the fact that everybody is potentially going to be starting on the same tyre compared to last a uh, couple of seasons ago. If you made it into Q3, you were starting the race on the tyre that you set your fastest lap in Q2 on. Over to you guys. Yeah, so my my thoughts on it are it's a bit of a weird one. Um, obviously, they brought that new rule in last season. Um, I can see how it's affected because we've got quite a close grid this year. Um, obviously, you're looking at each race, there's only a couple of attempts between, well, obviously not max, but the rest of the grid are separated so closely. Um, so I think if you were having, say, a Hamilton, a Russell, either of the Ferraris, having to set the fastest time in Q2 on a medium set of tyres, they're going to get knocked out. They're not going to make it to Q3. So they're not going to be able to start that race on the medium. So they're going to end up using the softs and all using the same tyres anyway, just to get through to it. So I think the reason for the change is it, the new regulations that came in were the point was to bring the cars closer together. The the improvement of the cars is has made it more close together, um, and there's not really the ability where you're going to have a big difference between the softs and the mediums to the point where your top ten can all qualify through on your mediums, whereas your bottom ten will struggle to even get near them even on the softer compound. So I think they're brought in because they know the field's got a lot closer. So even when they're all on the matching compound, they, they are close together. So it's it doesn't really affect them. And then on the race, you can have everyone choosing their own strategy and seeing how the race goes from there. Now, yeah, it can be a bit boring in terms of everyone starting on the mediums or the hards and, and then pitting all at the same time rather than a different strategy across the grid. But the cars are closer, so some people have worse tyre wear in the race. Some people have better tyre wear. So that that's my thoughts on it. I think just because the new regulations that have come in, that's why they've made the change, and it, it doesn't, in fact, make it more boring. No, yeah, I'm with you, Alex. From, yeah. Now I can see, I, I just look back at Abu Dhabi 2021, which was obviously the last race before the, uh, the uh, change of regulations. And obviously Max made that, uh, lock up and had to then go for his fastest lap on uh, on soft tyres, which obviously threw that race because then you knew that Max was on the soft, Lewis was on the medium, change of strategy, Max has to get ahead. And it just puts a little bit of that, you know, adversity into your mind when you're going ahead uh, at the start of the race as well. You know, different strategies and Max had to get ahead of Lewis, otherwise Lewis can just 
change the race and everything compared to, oh, well, Max is going to pit and try and undercut Lewis. So Lewis then pits the lap after to try and stop that undercut. It, you know, it kind of stops that enjoyment. Yeah. Yeah, but then, but then now, like previously, sometimes for the middle tier teams, it was better to start P11 than it was to start P10 because they could then pick what tyre they wanted to be on rather than have to start on a slightly used set of soft instead of starting on a brand new set of mediums. So I feel like it's better now because now they don't have to... It is an, The further you start up the grid, it is an advantage. Whereas previously, there was pros and cons to actually starting on further up the grid. If you got into Q3, that meant that you'd have to use your Q2 tyres. Whereas if you only got through to Q2 and finished P11, then you get to start on some brand new tyres for the race. So I, I, I prefer as it is now, I think. I, I would agree with Chester on that one. Using just obviously the man who we know can control his tyres for years and years if he chooses to. If if you've got a driver like Sergio Perez in a Red Bull or even how well he did when he was at, sort of had it previous starting P11 on a set of hards where he knows he can go 35, 40 laps deep into a race comparing someone who maybe at the time when you had George Russell in the Williams who was dropping himself into P10, P9 at times he was getting penalised because he had to start on those soft tyres whereas when you've got someone like Perez that can go 20, 30 laps longer he will just breeze past him through a pit stop let alone having to even try and breeze past him on track so I do think that sort of it does give you teams at, at the minute as well, they still do sometimes mix it up. I mean, you saw Russell, I think it was Russell and Ocon and maybe Yuki Sonoda at the British GP this year who started on the softs and it, it sort of came into its own with Russell getting the opportunity with the uh, safety car. But I think teams are still sort of using, the lower, lower end teams are sort of using that. But I think as well, some of the top teams to try and combat Red Bull are still maybe trying to jump on a soft to try and get a quicker start rather than the majority of the teams, you know, sort of starting on the mediums now that they do have that free choice. Yeah. No, look, I'm going yeah. to go back to Jack's point about Abu Dhabi 21. Hamilton starting on the mediums, Verstappen starting on the softs. Hamilton had won that race if there wasn't that safety car. He was gone. He was clear up the road. There was no way Verstappen would have caught him because Hamilton had the better strategy. The safety car is the reason that that got brought back into, into a decision. Um, I'll just change that, Alex. I believe it was uh, it was Nicholas Latifi, the, the, the goat of the sport, that, that made that, that race. Interesting. Interesting is the word. It made it interesting. because, And it's going to go into the sort of drive to survive here, here, but could you imagine if that title was won? by Hamilton just cruising to victory, no fight. Now, could you imagine if Verstappen and Hamilton went into that first corner on the exact same tyres, they could play whatever strategy they wanted and it would have been close right until the end rather than Max having to use a worse strategy where he's having to start on the softs. Hamilton can start on the mediums and go longer and then only do a one-stop. Verstappen might have to do a two-stop and just keeping them on the same one it it also leads to more drama you could say because there's more what happens if this pit stops messed up 
well, Hamilton's had a, a 2.1 second pit stop. Verstappen's had a 2.4. That's three tenths dropped, but they've pit at the same time. Hamilton could have jumped him in the pit rather than, oh, Verstappen's had to pit on lap 18. He's now having to pit on lap 40 because he hasn't got the tyres for it, whereas Hamilton's stopped once. So it, I think it is a bit of drama there as well, just to make it closer to you. It's simplifying the sport as well. You can say that. Because if you throw if you throw someone new into F1 and start talking about strategy and and oh one stop, two stop, what what tires better and how it's all working, then they're not gonna understand it. They're not gonna stay in the sport. They just wanna see who can go quickest, who's gonna win the race. Is there gonna be a crash? Who's the winner? So that that's my point of view. I think drama, Netflix, drive to survive they've sort of added to it to sort of simplify it because not not many people, and I've asked people about it who are new to the sport, who have started watching in that famous 2021 season. Um, they didn't understand the tyre rule and I think they've done that to simplify it for, for new, new watchers of F1. So what do you think on that, Jack? Yeah, but it, it's like... The reason why Max couldn't start on the mediums is because he, he was pushing and he he made that mistake. So if he didn't make that mistake by locking up his tyres and naffing them up, then yeah, it would have been fine. But because he was pushing to the limit, which is what you want to do at the end of the day. So if, let's say, he was just coasting about, then there's no there's no competitiveness. Just I know it's Q2 of qualifying, but you know he's playing it safe. Then where's the competitiveness of the sport? And at the end of the day, Max, Lewis, whoever the driver is, want to be the fastest in every session, practice, quality, and the race. Can you yeah. see where I'm coming from there? Yeah, well, it, 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 in regards to the, the competitiveness, that's what the new regulations have done. They've brought that midfield closer together. Barring Max Verstappen, we'd be having a great title race between three, four drivers at this point, you're looking at it. Hamilton yeah. versus Alonso, and that's because they're all on the same tyre. They're set in the same time. You're talking a few tenths between the full grid this season. And, and that's what's benefiting to the who knows what's going to happen. Is Perez going to get eliminated in Hungary for a sixth time in a row in Q1 or Q2? We don't know because that midfield is so close to go. And I'm not saying Perez is a midfield driver by any chances in the rocket ship that is a Red Bull. But you wouldn't be having that. You wouldn't be having it. Yeah, and I think, I think as well, I actually think it adds to the unpredictability because now the top 10, previously it was like you knew what tie they'd be starting the race on, so you pretty much knew what tactic they'd be running and what strategy they'd be running. Whereas now it gives teams where both the drivers are in the top 10 to alternate strategies, one starts on softs, one starts on hards or mediums, and I think it actually adds to the unpredictability. I mean, we've seen Ferrari do it a couple of times this season, I'm sure we have where one started on soft, one on mediums, things like that, where they started with a bit of an alternative strategy. And granted, maybe that's not a good idea because you can't trust Ferrari's strategy at mm. the minute, but but I think it adds to the unpredictability. Again, obviously, with it being recent, you can use that as a good example of when you looked at the, the two Mercedes starting. I believe it was uh, Hamilton starting on the mediums and Russell went long on the softs at the most recent British GP. Without that knowledge of maybe splitting those strategies and, and Russell sort of going long on his on his tyres, 
not many drivers have known that the degradation on those tyres were they were next to none really. I think I think the pit window was around lap nineteen for the softs, and majority of drivers were throwing them out to way into the twenties, and then would get the free pit stop with the with the safety car. I think having that free choice allows teams that maybe want to try something a bit different. If, for example, you see Red Bull that have got a poor poor start with Perez potentially outside that top ten. Max being able to be on the mediums, for example, Checo on the hards, Checo can go along, but then they'll have that knowledge base of how long the mediums will last for them from what Max can run out of the front because he will inevitably be running in clean air. He'll be running on his own. He'll be able to work out when they can bring Checo in, when it'll work best for that team. Yeah, 100%. So, so I think that's... That's that. I think we've explained well there, guys. So, Jack, have have we changed your mind on anything before we um, explain the news? In some parts, there? in some parts, potentially the the competitiveness of it. Um, I do think it might. I think it'd give an advantage to you know the the littler teams. You know, like your Alpha Tauris, if they did that good qualifying and got like that twelfth, thirteenth, and they could start on the hard tire and hopefully wait for a safety car and take that risk, uh, compared to everybody potentially starting on the mediums all going to the same laps and stuff like that. Or, you know, look at Lewis in um at Silverstone. It was he was waiting for that safety car. Look, he, I believe he even admitted it himself. Um just waiting for that safety car, waiting for that safety car because he was starting on the mediums. Would never have been able to do that on the softs. So he might have looked at a two stop to be that little bit more aggressive. So it just throws in that instead of just a boring one stop strategy, you know, the top ten might do that two stop strategy. Yeah. what we're all asking for because then it does throw a little bit more you know Lewis Hamilton working back from you know after he's pitted for his second stop maybe a couple of places back and he has to do a couple more overtakes you know which is what we want at the end of the day yeah so I've seen that F1 have well they've announced that they are going to be running new qualifying tyre rule this weekend for the first time uh, just to explain it nice and easy they've reduced the amount of tyres that you've got from 13 to 11 that's four sets of soft and medium tyres and that's three sets of hards so that's practice, practice two, practice three, qualifying and the race um, so it's quite an amount of reduced tyres um, you've got to run the hards in Q1 so that's every driver uh, Q2 everyone has to run the mediums and then in Q3 everyone will be on the softs for that potential two-lap shootout, maybe even a one-lap shootout, depending on how many they want to save. Um, so what, what's everyone's opinions on that new tyre rule? Do we think it's going to work? I think I'm I think it's massive massively interesting. Yeah. Go on, Lewis, you go. I, I am a massive fan of it. It's, it's sort of not allowing any more little lapses of judgments from drivers. If you're, if you're going out in practice and early in Q1, you can't afford to to scrub up a pair of your hard tyres because you've got is it four for the weekend? Three sets. They're going to have to do is it three sets of hard so they're going to have to do a long run on that in practice at some point they're then going to have to have a set for qualifying and if one driver scrubs them up to a point where for example we saw Nick De Vries punctured his I think it was practice two punctured one of his tyres from locking up it doesn't allow a driver to make those mistakes anymore and it will cut down and force every driver to be on it from minute one of practice 
to the end of the weekend because they can't afford to wreck a pair of tyres and just be like, oh, it's hard tyres, I might not use them in the race anyway. And then you've got the complete other side of, at the end of a race, are you going to have someone who's put in a set of softs on for a safety car with 10 laps left that have got 10 laps of running on them already that they've done in practice compared to someone who might be in sick who's putting on a completely fresh set of softs who's got the entire pack in front of him and the opportunity for maybe look at teams like Alpine, McLaren, Aston Martin, who might not necessarily be at that point of winning a race, but this new way and format that the tyres are going to be used, they might come to the end of a race, be sitting in P6, P7 with a brand new set of softs with everyone else on old or used sets, which could be a massive difference for so many teams. I'm I'm a I'm a huge fan of what it could do, and hopefully it does bring a little bit of more entertainment across a full race weekend. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. I also think it'll be quite interesting because if you think about it, there are certain teams where they have struggled on certain weekends to get a certain set of tires working. Either they've struggled to get them to temperature, or they've just generally just been slower on a certain set of tyres compared to the other teams. Like, we've seen it even with Mercedes and teams like that, where they've just struggled to get temperature into the hards for some reason. And that could mean we get a lot of qualifying shocks that we didn't get before. Because if it is a team that should be getting Q2 or even Q3, and for some reason their their car just isn't working on the hards on a certain circuit, and they just can't get temperature in those tyres in Q1, then they're out, aren't they? Like, it's that simple. They're just going to be out. And I think that will make it a lot more interesting. And I think if those rules come in and they stick, it could actually change the way people develop the cars going forwards in future years. Because they'll need to work on all the tyres. And I don't know if they're in future, maybe they'll change so that there are a back to only three sets, whereas now we'd have five, don't we? But we have the C1, C2, C3s, and they change. So it will be interesting to see what happens because I do think it could affect the way both the setup for each weekend is because if a team know that they struggle on the C4 tyre and that's the hard tyre for a certain certain Grand Prix and they're like, well, now we, we need to make sure we get out of Q1, they may set the car up differently purely to make sure they get heat in the tyres to get out of Q1. So I think it could be quite interesting. No, I, I agree. I think it'll it'll potentially make people may make less mistakes. It'll be different in regards to how long they take in the the tire warm ups to get it. Some people might be able to yeah, I can I can hit my fronts you know straight away. Uh, so they'll only have to do one out lap. Some some drivers might have to think oh, actually I need to do two. You've seen Mercedes do it a couple times this year already because they've really struggled, uh, which just adds that little bit of difference when when cars are out as well. And it and it really does come to then a, a one lap one lap shootout on quite quite a lot of them because they'll want to save the tyres for the race, uh, in my personal opinion. But yeah, I agree with you. Uh, I agree with the new rule. I think it'll be good for F1. Maybe then, you know, next year, this look at potentially reducing it, as, as we've said, um, you know, which makes it more exciting. Um, after that, boys, um, Lewis, you had the final uh, hot take. So after you, I'll let you take over from now. Uh, yes, I do. And it's, it's definitely going to be a controversial one. Um, I I believe that as he stands at the moment, if Max Verstappen continues at the rate he is going, he will beat Lewis Hamilton's Grand Prix record 
and I personally think he will do it quite comfortably. If he continues in the sport, I know he's had his conversations where he's sort of ummed and ahed and he said he's won his championship and and things like that. But if he stays in the sport for as long as Lewis Hamilton has, I am very confident that he will go on and beat the record that Lewis Hamilton has set. So the record is currently what? 103 wins, is that correct? 103, yeah. 103 wins, and including this year, and I suppose with the with the pace of the Mercedes, we can assume that this year Lewis isn't going to win another race. Um, that's 17 years worth in F1, isn't it, for Lewis, I think. So that's that's a tough one, that is, because, I mean, Max has been in since, what, partway through 2015? So nine years? If we include this year, but we're only ten races into the season, and I, uh, uh, it's it's a difficult one to call. I I get I get the I get the point. I think he could, but at the same time, I don't think he will. Because I mean, you look at Merck, and they they had what eight years of domination in the hybrid era, and okay, maybe Lewis in that time had more competitive teammates than Max has had. You know, I mean, Nico Rosberg is a perfect example. Even Bottas was arguably more competitive than either Perez or Danny Rick or anyone like that's been to Max, really. So, if Max has the quickest car, he will get to 103 wins. I mean, what's he on now? Is he on 43? I'm 43. 43, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, So, yeah, what, he needs another 60 to match it. But that's a lot. That is a lot. And I think the thing, I the think... thing that I will say, he has got, like you say, with his age, he has got time on his side because looking at, the, there was a comparison, I think it was after 166 races in their careers. Obviously, we have to remember Hamilton came in at McLaren and was winning races from day one, whereas Verstappen had his time in Toro Rosso where he put out some incredible performances. At the When they were both had 166 races on their career. Hamilton was age 30. Max Verstappen's 25. Both have two titles. Verstappen had won more races. Hamilton had taken a lot more poles. But Verstappen, again, more podiums. Now, at 25 years old, to say that you have more race wins and the same titles as Lewis Hamilton with a five-year age difference to say that he's not had that opportunity out of the top team his whole career. He did have to do, I think, he, I can't know off the top of my head how many races he did at Toro Rosso, but there were some unbelievable performances out there. For me, I just think that if he sticks with the longevity, even when he's not got the best car, I think Max is one of the few drivers that can get the very best out of any car that you put him into. Yeah. The, the reason I'm going to say that he's not going to do it is longevity as you said I don't see Max racing to the age that Lewis or Alonso are I'd give him Max maximum six seven years I don't think he's going to be there when he's 34 35 years old racing I think he's going to be past that he's not going to want to do it he'll have completed it now the big thing I'm going to say is it depends on how this cost cap breach affects Red Bull next season if if it comes to the point where it does actually affect them and Red Bull don't have the best car, 
Lewis could be winning races and increasing his number, whilst Max isn't winning some. Now, Lewis, let's face it, he's got maximum two, three years left in him um, before he calls it a day. He could get to what you're looking at, 115, 120 race wins, maximum 43. That's, well, 72 more to catch. Can he do that in, in the few years? Now, yes, obviously, there's going to be more races. I know we, we're expanding to 23, is it, next year again? And then who knows, they, they're wanting to put an F1 race pretty much every every other week. Um, so it'll get to 26, 27. There'll be more in the US. You've got so many tracks that are missing out, like Kulami. Uh, there's going to be loads of tracks that they want to, to add back into the calendar. So that's why I'd say Max could do it, given the amount of tracks, given the amount of races that he's going to have. I do think that Max will become the driver who has had the most race starts of all time. But regarding Lewis's wins, I just I don't think he can do it. He's yes, he's finally got the car that is better than every other car. And I'd say this season is is the first season where they've had the clearly dominant car. Last year you can say it, but Ferrari were terrible last year, strategy wise. And I think Ferrari had the better car for half the year. Now, with Red Bull this year, they're extremely, extremely quick. They've, they've pretty much already won the championship. Max is literally winning the constructors on his own to any other team. He's unstoppable this season, but will it continue? Yes, he's a brilliant driver, the best of this generation of coming up now. But will he have that car for the next six years, how Lewis had it? winning championship after championship after championship. I just don't see it happening. Yeah, I think I think it's I think it all comes down to 2026. And I think it comes down to the next set of massive changes, which is all to do with the um the engines and the, the new engine systems and the fuel and everything that they're gonna change. I think I think that's when it becomes because if if at that point Mercedes have a better engine or um, any of the other teams have a better engine than that Red Bull, then that Red Bull is no longer the quickest car on the grid because like with the hybrid era, when that first started, you know, I mean, the, the Mercedes was so much quicker because they just came out with a blindingly quicker car than everyone else and their design was just so far ahead of everyone that it took everyone else so long just to catch up. So I think it all comes down to then. If if Red Bull are there or thereabouts in that twenty twenty six season after those regulation changes, then maybe he can. But if they're not, then he won't. And I, obviously, we can't see the future. But myself, I, I think I see Aston, Aston and Merck being the two for me that will be at the top of that point because I look at Aston's current trajectory and all that they're building and all that they're investing in, and I see them being up there. Do see Red Bull being there or thereabouts, but I I just can't believe that Merck and Toto won't already have one eye on on twenty twenty six. Yeah, exactly. I just can't see it. Exactly. No, I do completely understand that. With it's going to be massive with the regulation changes, but what I will say is when you looked when they had the dominance, obviously twenty eighteen for Mercedes. Red Bull was still winning races. I mean, you look at his debut alone, 
granted, they did take each other out, but his first race in a Red Bull car, jumped in, took over from Danny Kvyat, went and won at Barcelona. They then obviously had the regulation changes and they came and, and were back up again with with Mercedes and went on and won two championships. There's one team that's consistently performed all the way through the regulation changes. Mercedes missed the spot. Ferrari looked good at the start of last year and then tailed off massively. So I think I agree that the, the, the changes are going to be huge. But there's they're the one team that, that seems to win races consistently before and after regulation changes. Jack, what's what's your thoughts on, on the hot take? Do I think Red Bull are probably the most adaptable team in the paddock? Yes, because they've got Adrian Newey. Uh, I think Martin Brundle said it um, a couple of races ago that if he was to pay someone the most, it would be Adrian Newey just because of how se- successful and smart he is. So yes, the regulations, I think, will make a difference because it might pull a another team out I know some teams will start looking at the regulations you know probably by next year you know uh, and think our 2025 may be a potential write-off for you especially the lower teams um, with Adrian Newey he's probably already looking at it you know he's, he says he wants to keep going for Red Bull and that's how vital he is um, obviously Max's contract runs out in 2028 obviously he mentions that he wants to go and do you know these different things like Le Mans and mentioning it with Fernando Alonso so do I think he could surpass Lewis if he stays on beyond 2028? Yes. Do I think it's likely that he, you know, stays beyond that? I think I think he probably will look at leaving the spot, you know, even if it is for a couple of years. Um, because if we are keeping to the 24 races a year, you know, in the now till then, it's I think it works out at, you know, like uh, 90, uh, 108 races, sorry, from now to then. Max has got 43 wins at the moment. So Max would need 60 wins from 108 races, which, yes, isn't impossible, especially the rate Red Bull are going. But I do expect Mercedes to come back, Aston, you know, to look dangerous. And then you've got the regulations that will then take a toll on it. And this is saying if Lewis hasn't won a race from now to 2028, which I do think is, you know, I, I just uh, I, don't, I do think Lewis is going to win a, at least a couple more races before he retires. So then that obviously you know, hurts the probability of uh, Max Max getting Lewis unless he stays on beyond 2028. I think a big, a big person that no one's really mentioned in that, in the, everyone's talking about Lewis getting the wins and Mercedes coming back. But I think people forget that Lewis doesn't have a teammate that's going to be as willing to potentially give positions up like we saw with Bottas. I mean, the memes that were made in Valtteri, it's James, were very clear for six seven seasons are we going to get that from George Russell if he's in a if he's in P2 is he just going to let that become a P3 like we've seen Bottas do previously is George Russell going to be the person who maybe gets more focus because do you put your focus into a 38 year old or 36 however old Hamilton is at the minute when you've got a young kid here who showed against this dominant Red Bull in, in Brazil last year, he can go and win races. He proved that when he jumped into Lewis's car at Sakia, barring the unfortunate with the, the error with the pit stop, which was very unlike Mercedes, then receiving the puncture, he pulled the overtake of the season off. I think the one person who could would only be the person to stop Max doing it would be George, purely because of if Mercedes get their car going, 
will George Russell versus Max Verstappen be the next big sort of rivalry that we're going to get? You could look at Lando Norris as well, but he's you're looking at his performances and he, he's looked good, but he's never been... It would be the only time he's been in a position to win a race. The strategy got ruined and he stayed out when torrential raid came down. I just don't see any driver on that grid having the ability to beat Max, even if Red Bull aren't at their best, because Max can get the best out of any car that he puts in, in any condition. Well, I think looking at that, you look at Max's results this season, first in Bahrain, second in Jeddah, first in Australia, second in Baku, first in Miami, first in Monaco, first in Spain, first in Canada, first in Austria, and then first at Silverstone. So that's that's a lot of wins this season. Only two results where he hasn't won and he's still been second. I think the podium uh, record that Hamilton has, that's definitely going to be at risk if Max stays around for that number of races as well. The wins, if he keeps up, up that, he's won the last six races. He's led, I think it's 95% of the laps at least. He, he he can't be stopped at the minute. This season could be a season where he wins every single race other than the two that he's lost. So with that, I think he can do it, but I do think it's going to be tough and all down to that longevity. I will say as well, one, one crazy thing that I did see is Lewis Hamilton hasn't won a Grand Prix since Saudi Arabia 2021. Mm-hmm. Now for a seven-time world champion, we understand that the car was poor last year, but you looked at George pulling a pulling a performance out like he did. To say that he's gone a full season and then half a season without winning a race. And people are saying the longevity of Verstappen. Do we even know if Hamilton's going to be in the sport next season? He's still not signed his contract with Mercedes. Is it is this going to be does he take a year out and then look at twenty twenty five and join Audi? There's... No, he'll be there. He'll be here. Lewis will stay. Lewis, will, still, I think he'll be here till twenty twenty six. Yeah, I mean, still he might be here at the moment. I mean, I know Toto said that it was going to be wrapped up before Austria, and then it was pushed back, and then there were some complications with his contract, and then it was meant to be before the British GP. And I'm guessing they would have loved to have all that publicity going into that, take a bit of the shine away from Red Bull, have their main man front and center. But he's still not signed a contract, and we're we're what we're going into. We're six days away from going to Hungary, and there's still no news about about Lewis signing a contract. But I'm not sure if anyone else has seen the news. But there's rumours that Charles Leclerc has been looked at for for Mercedes. That Lando Norris has been looked at. Ah, maybe the contract talks not going as well as Mercedes wanted them to, and they're potentially looking away from. Lewis Hamilton as of next season because we've got no guarantee that he's going to be here. I could be completely wrong by the time people listen to this. He could have signed his contract and it'd be a four-year one and he says he's not leaving, but as it stands, we don't know how long we're going to have Lewis Hamilton in the sport. No, yeah. I think that's... Yeah, I, I, I can see where you're coming from there, Paz. Um, I think um, you're pretty set on this one that we're not going to have... Uh... Changed your mind on this one? I think no, you know, no. I I think it's, no, I think uh, this is one that that 
maybe maybe my mind might change if he's twenty wins away and there's there's nineteen races left in in the season that he's leaving. But there's there's no chance yeah. I think my mind will be changed on this one. No, look, I I, I can see why. I think we, I can see everybody's point. To be honest, you know, it all depends on, um, you know, if Max is gonna stay beyond twenty twenty eight. Personally, I don't see him doing it from now to twenty twenty eight. However, if he stays, you know, beyond that and signs that contract, which he, he keeps saying, oh, he's getting a little bit boring in these sprint races and keeps criticising. But George Russell said it. Oh, I think he's just trying to have us all on and try to get more money out of it, which he, he probably is, even though he gets paid a fair brass at the moment, I must say. Um, but has anyone else got anything to say? No, that's it. No, that's it from me. Yeah. Well, guys, um, that is the end of this podcast i hope you enjoyed it in our, a new series that we are looking to uh to really build the podcast around obviously there's only four of us so there's going to be you know hot takes and then we, we'll probably struggle at thinking at some so you know this is a little call to action for you guys as well if you are wanting to send um you know your suggestions in uh please please email us at pitchstraightpodcast at gmail.com really easy spelling um, but otherwise, that's thank you from us all, all four of us, and we'll uh, be back later on this week for our Hungarian race predictions. Thank you very much, and uh, see you later.